Welcome to Ending Pending. This is your host, Andy. This is your not host, Evan. This is your other not host, Ronnie. This is a podcast where we discuss television shows that have only lasted for a single season. That was at least our ninth attempt at an intro this episode. That was So you know it's going to be a good one. That was number six. That was our sixth attempt at an there intro. There were multiple times where I said, fuck, and then went from the start again. <laughs> so those all yeah. count and okay. add up to roughly nine. Okay. Okay. It's going to be yeah. a good one, guys. It must be a full moon out because we are in rare form. We're, we're giving up on the banter. We're going straight into the show. Andy is not drunk. No, I'm sober. No. Let's just do this fucking podcast. We are podcast, all very though. sober. Uh, I took one. I took. I had a, a beverage that the French would call a nap. Uh, but <laughs> other than that, I'm uh, I'm sober as you can be. So what what television show are we talking about, Evan? <laughs> You're really skipping. Okay. Yeah, that we're we're done trying for intros. We're just doing the podcast. Oh, okay. All right. Um. So we're we're talking about the Dresden Files. Uh, which is a show about Harry Dresden, who's a practicing wizard for hire in modern-day Chicago. Uh, he works like a private eye, he consults for the Chicago, Chicago PD, and he also takes his own cases. He very frequently works with Lieutenant Connie Murphy, and he's aided by Bob, uh, who's a ghost who lives in a skull in his basement. Um... This we this episode we are reviewing um, episodes seven, eight, and nine of the Dresden Files, which were a real doozy uh, of yeah. all of the segments so far. This is probably the most bizarre taken as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, all right. So uh, in episode seven, a group of college kids have taken a preserved human hand from one of their late father's uh, oddities collections. And it lets them walk through walls and steal stuff, but it's also stealing their life force so that the owner of the dead hand can come back to life. Uh, Only one of them resists the black magic hand and lives, and then Harry somehow gets that guy a job working for the White Council slash the High Council, depending what they refer to it as in that episode. Um, episode eight is the episode that was going to be a movie almost. And then they chopped it up and remade it into an episode. Um, what happens is that the police find a gangster and his girlfriend dead in bed with their hearts having exploded out of their chests. Um, Harry's called in as a consultant because it doesn't look like a natural death at all. And he follows the trail of intrigue back to a guy who's using black magic to kill all the people who he believes played a part in his daughter's um, dying of a drug overdose. In actuality, she did not die of a drug overdose. She accidentally killed herself dabbling in black magic. Which is, you know, irony. Um, And then episode nine. uh, Episode nine... Uh, Harry has to go to classes uh, to get a license to be a, a private investigator so that the Chicago PD can keep paying him legally. And in this class, he meets this woman, and they, uh, they follow a weird trail of clues and learn that there's a plot by an incubus 
to impregnate human women via a fertility clinic. And they stop him from doing that, but it's so weird. Good, yeah. good synopsis. Uh, yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> it's it, yeah, that was that was well done. I don't know, like, there's so many other avenues you could do because there were so many terrible, terrible arcs in each of these episodes. There were. It was a. I had to write it down this time because it was a real cluster. Yeah. It was a yeah. real. It was a pile of something first. Okay, well, let's kick it right off, uh, Evan. What was successful about these chain of episodes for you? Um, episode 7, I barely remember, because it was the most normal of them, I guess. But um, uh, it wasn't terrible. The The guy who survives, his acting is terrible. But, um, yep. but uh, other than that, the episode's sort of what we've come to expect of the like monster of the week, plot of the week uh, thing. Uh, it's, it's about middle of the road for the Dresden Files thus far, but episode eight was a very mixed bag because it, it almost was like a fan film and they ran out of money or something, but it for a while started off as though it was following book one of the Dresden Files quite closely, uh, just, you know, slightly clumsily translating it to the screen and there were throughout it uh sort of glimmers of what the show could have been sort of <clears throat> folded in like a phyllo dough pastry uh in with a bunch of garbage but in there there were uh, a lot of sort of weirdly nostalgic like things that i got excited about like i got excited about seeing the cat I got excited. I wrote in my notes with big exclamation marks like, Cat! Blue Beetle! Morgan's Sword! With like four exclamation marks after them. So, yeah, I, I loved all the little hints. I was so, like, eager to, like, see what would happen in episode eight when it started off because it it was like, oh, how are we getting into, into the actual content of the books? Almost. We're getting there. Um... But it overall wasn't great. We'll get into that in the dislikes. Uh, yes. I, I, I can't really say I liked anything about episode nine. It was so weird. It was mildly amusing. I'll give it that. It was it was it was funny, not in the way that it intended to be at all. But it was almost like uh like a really bad bizarre fan fiction that someone like filmed. Except had it been a fan fiction, it probably would have been Harry getting, like, Incubus pregnant. But, uh, anyway, that's all I got. That's, I, I don't know I can give any more positives. Yeah. Andy. Yeah, Ronald. What about these episodes were successful for you? Episode 7 had an interesting plot like outline like like if i had read the outline i would have been like oh that could be an interesting dresden book i really liked harry's solution to the problem where like kid you're gonna have to face the legal repercussions but like the white the the high council is going to get you out of it and you're gonna join the wardens like i felt like that was a very harry solution where um it was like a clever way out and, and he kind of like twisted Morgan's arm into uh, helping and getting, getting the kid out of trouble. So that, that was, that kind of felt like Harry to me. 
Harry uses his staff a ton more in these episodes. I don't know if like they got some more money or what, but Harry does more magic, which is a good thing. Uh, I'm going to segue off that real quick. One thing I forgot. In episode um, 8, Paul Blackthorne definitely has more meat to work with. So Paul Blackthorne shines in that episode, even though overall it's a disaster. He he really... um, he, he stepped it up with his acting chops just because he he had some some lines that had some emotiveness to them and he was able to do some magic and he was in some he, tense situations. He was given more and so yes. he was able to also yeah. give more to the audience, yeah. Anyway, carry on. I'm I sorry. liked the, the Hand of Glory as a MacGuffin. I, I don't necessarily like how they portrayed it, but it's a really good MacGuffin. Episode 8 is... By far, probably the one I liked the best, despite the fact that they kind of butchered Stormfront. There was still a lot there, like Evan said, that I was able to like be like, oh, wow, this is a Dresden TV show. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Like, the Blue Beetle was there. Mister is there. Harry's Pentacle is there. Susan is there. Thank God Susan is there. Susan was barely... Uh, Susan the, barely the actress was not very good. Oh, she was so bad. But, like... What a strong plot device. It's almost like Jim Butcher knew what he was doing by giving Harry a character to, like, exposition to. Damn. Wow. And, like, a character who wants to know... Wow. What What do you know, Jim Butcher? Um, it's just... Yeah. There was some good stuff in Stormfront that I was able to, you know, celebrate getting to see on screen. Um... I think Evan's description of referring to it as a fan film is interesting. There's actually a YouTube channel, I think just called Harry Dresden, where it's a really high quality like fan film. They just shoot like random disjointed scenes from the books. They don't like have a book start to finish or anything, but that's, it's cool to see. That's almost like what episode eight was. Yeah. It's almost and like random scenes that they from Stormfront from, from the book <laughs> and just sort of slap together. Uh, anyway, they do a much better job than the Dresden Files TV show. If only they had Paul Blackthorne to work with. Um, they probably have a higher budget than the Dresden Files TV show did. Um, and then episode 9 is... Wow, episode 9 is a thing. It's... Uh, what's good about episode 9? Um, I got nothing. Uh, I think mm-hmm. maybe Butters had some more lines in episode nine, which cool. I think that was episode seven, actually. Well, fuck episode yeah, nine. Yeah, then. no, you're right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I do like that, and this is a really tiny thing, but I like that the guy teaching the detective class, his name was James, and I think he's referred to at least once in dialogue as Jim. And I was like, oh, they gave like Jim Butcher a little shout out, but that's about it. That like episode nine is so bad. I could have also imagined that. That might not have actually happened. <laughs> but, like, that's the one thing I can say about episode nine. <clears throat> um, yeah, I didn't like any of these episodes. Let's see. Let's see. Let's go through all these. <laughs> Digging <notes>. deep. <laughs> Nothing in episode seven. Uh, episode eight, I did like the magic looked decent like it, it was or at least existed like there was more like cool stuff going on there were um, some spells yeah yeah he didn't yeah. say any of them but there were spells sure 
um, I was uh, <laughs> excited about episode nine uh, because Bob was back. There was no Bob in, in episode eight. <sighs> so I got I got my daily dose of Bob. There were a couple good lines. I generally liked the chemistry, and maybe this is because I'm so starved of any chemistry between uh, Dresden and Murphy, but I liked the chemistry between him and Liz uh, Fairborn, I think her name is. The um, private investigator lady? Yes, yes. I, I felt that they like had a good kind of back and forth. She was like pushing him to do some of those like whereas Murphy's always like you got to stop that she's like no no let's let's sneak in here let's do this it was I, I I enjoyed it this this part is not like good or bad it's just like funny to me they kind of touch on it a little bit in episode seven but like more because there is the whole Morgan thing there's the whole like we're gonna give you a job with uh with Dante um but at the end of the episode they discuss like what they're gonna tell the police which it's like Definitely, definitely should have been a problem before episode nine. Mm-hmm. There's always like terrible things that go on where it's like they never ever talk about like, yeah, I guess we should tell the police this. But in this episode, they make a very direct plan of like, OK, here's what we're going to tell the police. It's like I actually wrote in my notes, uh, Harry's relationship with the Chicago PD seems very sketchy. How has he not be- been questioned more often? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it's a it's a bad it's a mess. Like, it's, it, it's people so... just are dead in his his apartment all the time. All the time, all the time. and that's was... not a thing that happens in the books. Like, no, he's just always was... killing people in yeah. the show. There was one time the other other white fraternity bro that just dies on the street when he's doing the robberies. Uh, Murphy calls him and says, like, yeah, this guy turned up dead. And I had to think, what a relief for Harry that for once someone's not <laughs> dying wasn't. in his apartment or, like, on his doorstep. That he's like, I, you definitely can't pin me for murder in this one. But then is like, it when Harry then says, like, oh, you found the second half of his body in the bank vault? Like, directly then implicating himself in the murder? Like, Harry, take the no, win. No, no, no. That one, Harry was, like, there when he, when they found yeah. half the body. Yeah. No, it's he's like talking the about next... the second one. Oh, the second one. Okay. Yeah, where he just, like, keels over in it. And it just yeah. has to be, like, such a relief. Because, like, <laughs> he... But also, he's never, ever... I guess the best way to get away with murder is to be a consultant for the Chicago PD. Because they just never suspect that you would do it. Um, I'm jumping right into the negatives. I, I can't. I can't hold it back anymore because I've got... I've got tons. Um, Let I, your I, anger and hate flow through you, Ronnie. You didn't. You didn't have a spaghetti watch positive. Oh, there well, was a spaghetti. Yeah, there I was, was a spaghetti watch. Yeah, yeah. I was I, waiting. I was waiting for you to get to the spaghetti, and I was like, "That's gonna be oh, Ronnie's only positive is spaghetti oh, watch." Was that you, episode nine? It was episode nine. At the end of episode good, nine, good, you good, good boys and your intrepid eyes. I totally missed it. He was I, I had, him. I and, had that as a negative that I that I didn't see any spaghetti. No, episode no. Nine. Him, him, and uh, what's her name? The private investigator lady. Uh, no, was it? No, it was eight and Susan. Oh, it was episode episode eight. He went out to dinner at the end with Susan, and they were at an Italian restaurant. Because baby, yeah, had, we got. Spaghetti. Thank you, boys, for bringing me into the best part of the Dresden Files, the Spaghetti Watch 2017. I, okay, I tried Ronnie, to rewatch the is, episode, but I don't I, hate you this enough. Is, this is the first time that I will acknowledge that there might be some credence to the theory that a, a set dresser is doing this deliberately. Because they were at a restaurant, an Italian restaurant, and Susan had, like, penne or something like that. 
And Harry just had like spaghetti, just like Going regular to town regular on spaghetti with like red sauce. And I'm like, who goes to a restaurant and just orders regular spaghetti? <laughs> like... I'm so happy right now. I'm so, you you boys have done me so proud. <laughs> I'm so glad you were keeping an eye out. It's for real. Like every chain of episodes, I'm 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 beside myself. This this is the best. This is this ep- these episodes were good. Did you guys know this? I just found out <laughs> these episodes were really good. Ronnie, go back to what you hate because I live anyway. For it. Yes, I'm coming back to what I hate. I think episode eight is a very clear indication of like people who have read the books versus people who have not read the books. Episode eight was basically unwatchable for me. No, it didn't make any sense at all. No, is the thing it, like it didn't. It, it's it's very like knowing going into it that they had filmed a full tv movie and then cut it down to 44 minutes like it is, it is practically as unwatchable as batman v superman it's it's like i'm, I'm glad you oh thank you for for acknowledging that finally um <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I, I have the top of my notes are just like it does not make sense to even analyze this because it is clear that it was so awkwardly shoved in here. Like I did note like, Oh, it's the beetle. Oh, it's the cat. Like, but the cinematography is clearly way different. Um, Susan is like a character that like we've never seen before. And all of a sudden it's, it's an important part of this. So it's like, there's no sense in really spending time. Oh, but there was one line of dialogue where he said that sometimes he, uh, you know, hooks up with her. (laughs) that's fine it's all explained now right did that one line of dialogue not build an entire relationship for you when harry's been sleeping with multiple women this entire show it's it's weird like the storms like he's like the storms the storms are giving him power and it's like well that's a leap that's (laughs) a that's something that's not explained at all i guess the episode is called stormfront so that has to have something to do with it. It, it um it's in the book yeah, and, like, but it's, it's deeply sure. explored sure. in the it book. It makes so much sense in the book, though, and it doesn't make any, any sense, sense in, in the, the show. show. Nope. Some of the, the terrible things just in general, like when they first die, the two people in the in the hotel room. That I almost, super I had another, sexy sex scene. I had another, because, baby, now we got bad blood because the blood looked terrible. It was <laughs> bad, bad blood. Um, the license plate that they call reference to very many times yeah, is they, one sexy limo. It's like, what? what? Well, he, like, like, you could have just as easily just called out numbers on a license plate. Why did it have to be a vanity plate with such a stupid title? It Again, like I said, there's no sense in really like delving this deep into it because none of it makes sense. How about um, the demon? That demon looked so good. The demon, like... It's just a guy. It's just a dude. The demon in the book is is a toad demon, and Butcher describes it so so awesomely. And to then just see it as a dude, it's like, look, like Evan and I are both cosplayers, we're both larpers. I've seen people do amazing things with the shoestring budget. You look at the Star Trek original series; they had like forty seven cents for costumes per episode, or something like that, and they come off with. Some really cheesy shit and some terrible shit, but, like, some good stuff, too, with no money. So, like, having a low budget and being on sci-fi is not an excuse, in my opinion, to have literally just a fucking dude as your demon. If you're gonna have a dude, though, make it be, like, that Hellion guy. 
Like, he was actually scary, not in a big, burly way. He was scary in an insidious way. Like, and that, like, that that just big, bulky meathead dude, it was right. like, what the, what the fuck? He's just a dude. You could yeah. have just and called like, a dude to punch this guy. Like, right. yeah. And like I said, I think all of this stems from the fact that, like, this was the first thing that a lot of people probably had done. Like, it does, I can't imagine this was, like, a storied director or a storied <laughs> producer was on this project. Like, I just chalk it up to, like, the Hellion uh, thing was cool. And they, like, even in the, um, that was the episode that had the audio commentary. Like, they replaced his feet step, his footsteps in ADR with cloven hooves. Like, they really went all out to make sure you knew this guy was a bad dude. And I just don't think that they were, they were concerned about that kind of thing they didn't care at all for this first uh shot at it um in episode nine dresden has to go to school is like the (laughs) lamest plot point that i could that i can imagine it's a weird filler episode (laughs) i assumed it had to be like a like oh this is just a thing he has to do in the book everything that is bad i assume is like they're trying to do something from the book no no that never happened I have certainly stopped thinking that because it never is. It's just bad. It's yep. just bad storytelling. Um, of course, we've got a really awesome scene in the fertility clinic where, like, hyper-masculine Harry Dresden, he's got low sperm count. That can't be true. Um, <laughs> that was such a weird scene. It, it that was, was so it was, odd. That was so yeah. odd. Is that – wait, real quick. Is that a thing straight dudes are, like, really ashamed about if they have low sperm count? Oh yeah! Oh That's yeah! That's not something they can help. It's weird. It's stupid. Why it's is that real a big dumb. deal? I, I don't know. Because it's it's your virility. It's your it, literally <laughs> what I just the virility <laughs> is like a thing that people are concerned about. Oh, it's it's bad. Okay. Okay. Yeah, virility. Get, get better. Get better, straight dudes. Stop. Stop being terrible. And you know it's toxic masculinity at its finest. Bob's it back in this, and I know I'm like I get crap for enjoying Bob. But, like, Bob knows stuff that, like, it seems like maybe Harry knows in the books and they just, like, need a reason for Bob to be there in the in the show. And a lot of times, like, I just wish Bob could be out and about with him and just explain things to him there so we didn't have to, like, spend ten minutes coming back to the apartment to go back out and do the Bob? exact same thing. I'm not even, like, I'm reached a point where I'm, I'm not even going to shame you for liking Bob anymore. <laughs> like, I, I mean... <laughs> It's like, certainly uh, not going to change the way I approach Bob. No, but like uh, I, I'm starting to dislike Bob less because there's so much more to dislike about the rest of the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, are you done? Bob are you done, Ronnie? Shall I segue into my? Yeah, uh, I'm. So, I, I'm sorry. Continue along, Evan. Um, what was uh, what was unsuccessful? What failed in these episodes for you? Um. Well, like the level of bad acting has just like really really come into full bloom like um the guy who plays dante terrible actor what was he even doing um susan is a terrible actor which is a shame because uh i think we i think i actually brought up earlier how nice it would be to have susan as a, a device for exposition because she is an important like character in the books and she is a reporter for like um the equivalent of like the, like the National Enquirer, like mm-hmm. the Arcane is what the the magazine is called, and um, like she's like she's committed to like investigating the supernatural, and she like latches on to Harry, and then after a while they like they start dating because she kind of like 
gets him on a, on a certain level. But, um, yeah, like, she, she could have been... I'm not a filmmaker, and it seems to me that this is so obvious. You know what I mean? Like, so it's such a shame that Susan was so poorly handled that she just... I mean, I understand why she turned up out of nowhere, because episode eight, like, literally has nothing to do with the rest of the the show. Nope. Like, it's like it's a completely different entity. Also, can it, I just note real quick that uh, Susan Rodriguez yeah. is white? <laughs> yeah, she's not white in the, in the books. She's Hispanic. Um, but... Yeah. I, don't know, I don't know, Rodriguez is a really Anglo name. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, um, yeah, so everything, uh, like, like, episode eight was just put in a blender. Like, I think they gave up at some point. Like, they were like, there's no way we can make this make sense. So just kind of, like, just slap what we've got in there. And my notes for, for episode seven, I have in big letters, use some goddamn magic, Harry. He gets the, the shit beat out of him a couple of different times. He runs, okay, there's one part where, uh, um, one of, I, I guess it was Dante, I don't remember which of the three, the, the three college students it was, but one of them uses the hand to phase through the wall of his office, the exterior wall of his office, and the door is right the next door to is it, right and there. he's like, oh, like, as though the kid's gone forever, and I'm like, just walk out the fucking door! Just walk out the door. Like, Run, the kid could have walked out the door. really hard, guys. Yeah, like, he could, like, he could have literally been in the same spot at the same speed that the kid had phased through that wall if he had just walked through his own front door to the mm-hmm. exterior of his shop. Yeah, like, and I think there's even, like, a line or, like, a, something that's, like, he's gone. Like, it's just like, <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's in the alleyway behind the apartment. He's, he's still there. He's literally outside your front door right now. Like one of the things I'm, I'm going to jump right back real quick. Cause yeah. this is something that bothered me real bad. I, I love, love Bob. Bob is my boy till the death of me in episode seven. He goes on this real existential journey of like, <laughs> Oh, man. he's like blowing yeah. papers around and it has no effect. And he's like, I miss having a corporeal form. This is terrible. I wish it. And it's just like, I don't care, Bob. This is going nowhere. This is this is also. Nonsense. You've been a ghost, in according to the show, for how long? Like for a very yeah, long I, time. I feel like that sort of like ghost crisis is appropriate. Yeah. Like your first five years of being a right, ghost, yeah, maybe. Right. But like after that, get over your shit. Yeah. There was nothing other than the fact that there was a stack of papers that he couldn't blow over that like instigated him being real mopey about yeah. his uh, his ghostiness. Especially because in the previous set of episodes, him being a ghosty is what saved the day. Yep. Right. Yep. Yep. It's it's weird. It's bad. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, Continue. No consistency. Um, but yeah, episode eight is a. Uh, it had a level of pleasantness for Andy and I because it had. Uh, just like callbacks to the books, like it was, it was, it was, it had something like we we were able to connect to it because we had connected to the books. But like, had we seen it on its own, like it, I'm I'm sure you suffered substantially more than we did, Ronald. And I appreciate episode, your understanding of that. Episode nine, episode nine, first of all, was so weirdly sexual. Like every yeah. the, the episode is called the other dick, like that's yeah. literally the title of it, and like ev- like I don't know what they were 
trying to do? What I like know. I don't get like yeah it, Harry can I think, suddenly. I think we could. I think we could spend a moment on that actually because like that it was like between the uh, assistant to the professor who was like from the get go dressed very scantily for just like a PI class mm-hmm. um, continues to dress like that, and then the wife of like the incubi is just like constantly like. Yeah, and then you're gonna lay naked, and we're you know we're gonna shoot you with with vibes to get you pregnant, and we're just like really, you know, from this from the sperm count where all they wanted the to go like masturbate like, in a room. Yeah, all the humor was like really weirdly like yeah. sexualized even, and uncomfortable. Even okay, like they they sort of kind of try to make some weird callbacks to like Bob being like a weird horn dog, but. His lines in this episode were also on another level. He makes a lot of weird, like, sexual, weird, weird comments. I really feel like whoever wrote the episode had some, like, mm-hmm. fetish stuff that they were trying yeah. to work through or get out. Also, um... There's no other explanation for it. Like, someone was into some weird shit. Also, the the uh, Incubus was like a worm, like its yeah. real form was like some kind of a like a tapeworm creature, or like a water bear or something. It was like a worm, and like that I think is... that might have been to like help like normies, like not people who understand stuff like that, understand like oh, it's a parasite. Oh, it's a bad thing. I I don't think it would have been that difficult to understand, like someone trying to forcibly impregnate a woman. Like, but okay, but whatever. Um, in in the book. Let's just be clear. They're not worms. They're actually like a type of vampire. This is a very, I guess, an odd thing to complain about. But why was the incubus not sexy? You know, had that been a succubus, it would have been a sexy lady. Mm-hmm. But that incubus was the goofiest looking dude I've ever fucking seen in my life. <laughs> like, what? Wow. Okay, I mean, I'm exaggerating. Like, but he like, was pre- now, no, Evan, you go, you lean into it. He was a goofy, goofy. He was, he was dude. goofy looking. He was not. He the was like a Will Ferrell I've... without the meat that makes Will Ferrell like, <laughs> like adorable. successful. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, but he was like a a sex beastie, and he was this goofy, goofy, weird looking little dude. Like what? Like what kind of like he, he male like gaze every, bullshit is that? He looks like every regional manager I've ever seen at a Dairy Queen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like, oh, I'm just saying, like the the double standard is palpable. There were no succubi in that episode. There were no female uh, sex demon beasts. Uh, but had there been, you know, they would have been fucking like Playboy models and. Um, this dude, this, this weird little dude was the, was the sensual sex monster, like, trying to, like, impregnate it. Like, what the fuck? What the? All right. I think I'm done. I think I'm done. I think it's your turn. I'm... Andy, uh, tell me a little bit about what failed in these episodes for you. Everything. Everything (laughs) failed. It was so bad. I want to start off by joyfully reiterating everything my not co-host and not co-host have said um because everything's awful uh in episode seven the hand of glory monster being wax like dude your entire immortality scheme ends with you becoming made out of wax yeah like it's it's a great 
great a day to remember song i made of wax larry what are you but like that's a terrible immortality scheme like go back to villain 101 you don't want to be made out of wax anyway um dante is garbage as i think evan said Mm um the the every every extra in that in that episode was was bad the college party was so uncomfortable (laughs) the frat party looked so awkward and yeah i know and i know i know from being on film sets that it was literally just like all right all right girls on we're gonna say action just start dancing so sexy you know how you and then just like some some producer who's not even producer that's too high level just some like production assistant who's like yeah you know how you guys get down at parties just do that and it's like yeah everyone was probably feeling that gross gross vibes and like i know i know i went to school at liberty university where there weren't exactly like banging parties but i can't imagine that in 2007 dudes are rocking togas at college parties like Mm -hmm. like that can't still be a thing right that's that's from like animal house right yeah uh, I also can't imagine that, uh, like, young women are um, standing in a semicircle, sort of bobbing uh, <laughs> disinterestedly and not making eye contact with each other. Like They were all very ashamed <laughs> to be on that set. Yeah. Uh, episode 8, there's not much for me to hit home that we haven't already hit home, but... Um, I I really like again that they brought in Morgan and I think the actor's doing the best job he can, but I really don't like the Harry Morgan friendship. It just doesn't feel right. It it's too forced. It's not like they didn't build to it. Like Morgan helping in episode eight and in episode seven, like just feels wrong. Morgan shouldn't be doing that. Like. Javert will not help Jean Valjean. They they hate each other. Like it's neither of them's bad. They're both kind of good, but like they don't get along. And Harry and Morgan like working together. It's icky. Uh, episode nine. Ooh, episode nine. Everything. Everything's weird and wrong and gross. And uh, Evan brought up the white court and to have the idea to do a, an incubus episode is awesome because like thomas like they're going to bring in thomas this is going to be awesome and there's so many like fun moral shades of gray to explore with thomas and with justine and that relationship and you can do a lot and talk about sexuality in general and you can have like a really strong message to say about consent and following consent and they didn't do anything with it. They didn't do anything with it. They just... Had, eh, it was dumb and weird and gross. Also, the entire solution to the episode, like, the the dude's weird demon baby was trapped in a picture, right? Like, yeah. that was the... Like, Harry has the bargaining chip. Which also didn't make any sense. But anyway... Yeah, no. we, they didn't explain that at all. But then, Harry's, like, heroic moment is he kills the baby which i mean like, it's a worm baby but it's still. it's a worm baby and it's a demon but it felt a little weird because like just because something in the dresden files is nasty looking or monstrous looking doesn't necessarily mean it's monstrous it's um, like there's good white court vampires is what i'm getting at yeah like there's good incubi and succubi so like it felt real weird that harry's solution was to kill the baby 
um, which was born, right? It was just trapped in the picture. It wasn't a yeah. fetus, right? Yeah. No, like, no, yeah, they had like, extracted it from her. Like it was yeah. not a, it was not a demon baby abortion. Like the dude was ready to walk off with it and take it back to Incubus Land yeah. or whatever. And like, yeah, he he burns it. Like, <laughs> it just felt like a weird solution. Uh, it didn't seem very heroic to me. Um, and again, like any of the like cool stuff that they could have explored and like any like good message they could have said about like consent and stuff like that they just didn't touch there was no like lesson there and it felt like there could have been um there's a few more throwaway lines that like i really liked like harry mentions the never never at one point and i got real excited and like they just then like didn't touch it and it, it it felt like they were um trying real hard to be like, no, see, look, we are addressed in Files TV show. We're going to, like, in one, like, in one 15-second segment, rattle off, like, ten things from the books and just, like, bam, 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 look, Dresden Files. Um, Trivia. Like, like on the Big Bang Theory. Like, look, we're nerds. Like, no, you're not. <laughs> That's not Doctor what you Who. are. You... Like, you're not a Dresden Files show just because you mention things that stir within me a longing for a good Dresden Files show. Um, just an update. Um, the person who wrote the Other Dick episode is... Uh, now a George... Republican congressman? Yeah. No, no, no. Because he's a pervert? He's, uh, he's, it's George Masteris. He also wrote The Boone Identity. The, uh, I guess, the one, the, the Egyptian... Oh, okay. One. The one that wasn't um, wasn't so bad. I I was about right. to ask if that was a porn like cover, no. uh, like no. tribute to the porn identity. <laughs> no. Okay. That was how, the how Egyptian quickly, episode. Gotcha. How quickly we forget? No, he went on to be a producer on the show Breaking Bad for its entire run, uh, going all the way on to becoming a, a co executive producer um, of Breaking Bad, the AMC television show. Yes, that one. The successful wow. one. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Dude, you tricked someone. You tricked someone yeah. into getting that job. Wow. Oh, His first, how the I, turns have tabled. Yeah. Fake it till you make it, guys. <laughs> Hollywood is literally the only place where you can fail up that hard. Yeah. Like, you can just fail upwards. The Dresden Files is basically his first, like, writing credit. Like, full written by wow. episodes. And he, Thank uh, fuck I, they I, never let him do it again. <laughs> yeah, I, and I did like a, a a brief search of some of the other writers, and it seems like he's doing the best out of everybody, oh, no. which is just like, yeah. Oh, I feel <sighs> I feel icky. Yeah, weird. I don't um, think Jim Butcher is balding, but if he is, it's because like that guy is somehow like stealing right. his <laughs> his sure. essence or something. <laughs> um, and, and now we we get to. Something that I'm gonna be a roller coaster of emotions on, uh, but uh, Andy, yeah, is it working? No, 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 um, it's it's not working. Uh, anytime Kerminsky is on screen, I want to die. Anytime he's on screen, I, I I I I want to die painfully. Rather than listen to him or see him, yeah, um, it's bad. And he's on screen so much. There uh, was a there was a great line where like he blinds him, and 
um, Murphy arrests Dresden for like a- assaulting an officer, and he goes, "Cromarty, he counts." And I was like, "Yeah, no, nah, he shouldn't. He shouldn't count. He's a, he's terrible." Yeah, uh, like everything is so inconsistent. Yeah. Um, and I guess this is in the negative section, but um, Harry can sometimes alter reality in really astounding ways. And then other times can't do anything with magic. Yeah. And have a show yes. about a wizard who can, like, wave his hand and, like, literally change reality to, so that the letters on a door now say something different. That, that was wild. But then, that, was, like, that was insane. But then not be able to do the simplest defensive or offensive spells. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, like, it's a show about a wizard. He should be able to do magic right. and you should have the magic make sense and none of it makes sense none of it none of it fits it's it's a really bad show and like forget yeah. about the fact that they are like desecrating a book series that i love like that off to the side it's just not good television mm. um evan mm. is it working Ah, uh, no kill it with fire get the like the flamethrower from like alien and just like destroy it um do do what harry dresden did to that worm baby to the whole show (laughs) (laughs) find Um, every copy of the dresden files tv show and burn it so that the weird succubus worm baby that is trapped inside (laughs) this television show can finally be free this is how the the incubi babies are reproducing they're all trapped in the dresden files and every time somebody watches one one ascends back into one new goofy ass (laughs) fucking succubus man gets his baby uh but yeah no it was uh, like uh, I'll stand by that it was limping along uh, for a little while, like independent of the books. It was kind, of, it was like it was, it was dragging itself along. It was, it was working towards something, but it's just, it's like they gave up. It just, it just yeah. fell apart. Everything fell apart. It's terrible. It's not working. It should die. Yeah. Hey, Ronald. Oh yeah. Hey, what's up? Evan has a question for you. Oh, Evan. Yes. Oh, I have, I have a big question for you, Ronnie. What is it? I'm excited. Is it working, Ronnie? No. I, I it was such a definitive yes last week because <laughs> I was so into it, but it's it's not. It, like I I, I want to take episode eight out of it. I want to throw it in the garbage and I never want to think about it again. If this was like a better show, episode eight would have been like a dream sequence and like I could like completely write that off as like as far as continuity goes. But I can't. And even if I could Episode seven and episode nine were so bad that it's like I didn't care. Like I was trying to find the continuity, realize that it was a fool's errand to do that, and then also realize that independent of that, there was no continuity. There was no like it was all nonsense. It's like, astounding that like it's so clear that Stormfront was filmed first. Yeah, it was. It's, it's, it's so astounding bad. to me that they were like, "Well, we got this footage. Let's, Let's just, just shove it in." Like. Everything else you filmed is contradicted that. Yeah. Yeah. At least I don't know at what... least show that first and then in episode 2 you could have been like and all of that was destroyed. Well, like even had it had we as the viewers been like, well, that was the pilot. Like they changed some stuff. Like yeah. that would have been They did that for Trek. Yeah, I was just going to say the first episode of Star Trek had nothing to do with the rest of Star Trek. They but killed like... everyone but Spock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um uh yeah like that 
turned out fine, obviously. Yeah. Like, that, they made that work, but, like, <laughs> Dresden, what were you, like, they were just, they, I don't know. I don't know what possessed them. I don't know <sighs> what they were thinking. I don't know. Real bad. It was, Ronnie, anything else to say, buddy? I feel like we, I interrupted you. No, yeah. no, that, that's it. it. I want it to be good. I, 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 here's the thing. I have hope that, like, getting far enough away from episode eight, I think not uh, 10, 11, and 12 are going to be good. I'm excited <laughs> for it. Like, I, I don't know. I'm, 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 it, I don't know. It, it is pretty impressive that, it like, it can't be worse. They, no. the show clawed, clawed its way back. For the last podcast we did for right four five right. six right that was four five six yeah. yeah yeah like it's it's pretty impressive that it started show so bad and like made us think that like oh maybe there's something here like right maybe maybe and then to just tank right yeah which to your point like like it just it it's one of those things where like okay we're getting through our growing pains there's like some chemistry being developed and then you get smacked with episode 8 and it's like oh no these people don't know how to make a TV show is the problem <laughs> This was canceled because they don't know how to make a TV right. show Right um yeah it, it's it's bad news bears I, I am looking I forward like to burying this show next week and talking yeah. about like what went wrong as a whole cuz there's Yeah there's a lot that went wrong. We uh, after we are done with the Dresden Files and we bury it deep, deep in the ground where uh, no vampire or werewolf can ever get it again. Um, we are going to be doing Almost Human, which is a show that I think Evan yep. was uh, was was fond of. Very I passionate. Have not about. seen any of it. I'm into it. It's not perfect, but I'm into it. I'm very excited. Another like. Uh, no, see, I'm thinking of being human. Being uh-huh. human is one with all the monsters nope, and stuff, right? No, it's not that at all. It's okay. not that. It's no, it's not that. It's got a uh, Carl Urban in it, my tasty, sure. tasty kiwi boy. Mm. I yeah. I do really mm. love Sam Witwer, and I think he does a great job in in being human. Who? Sam Witwer. He plays uh, Darth Maul in Clone Wars and Emperor Palpatine and um, Darth Maul in Rebels, and he is the vampire in Being Human. Andy, no, we're doing almost human. Oh fuck! <laughs> oh, how far down Oops. the rabbit hole are we gonna get? I'm just gonna keep making Sam Witwer jokes, and gotcha. anytime uh, Evan gets distracted at how handsome Carl Urban is. Sure, sure. Um, so yeah, we'll be watching uh, Almost Human. Make sure you get the right one. I think Being Human had multiple seasons, so we can't. Yeah, yeah. we're not allowed to do it. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, we we are saying goodbye to our sweet sweet dad, Paul, Paul Blackthorn. Blackthorn. We'll miss him. We'll miss May- him. Maybe gotta, maybe he'll be. I gotta look. Maybe on, he'll be back again soon. But I gotta look on IMDb and just make sure he doesn't make a cameo in all those two men. That would be fan freaking tastic. Yeah, that would make me real happy. Yeah. So join oh, us. Man. Join us after next week, um, for our uh, premiere episode of Almost Human. Hey Ronnie, I got another question for you. Sure. Any housekeeping? Um, not really. Uh, one cool thing I'll be doing next week. Um, next week there is an episode on the DVD that has another DVD commentary with uh, Paul Blackthorn and oh other people that that I don't remember the names of. Um, so I'm pro- I might even just like abstain from like successful and and failures and just just like give a fun fact little uh, segment. Okay. Um, there we for go. For the final episode of it. 
But uh, so that'll be fun. Stay tuned for that. Um, it's like a sad lib. Sad yeah. lib. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. That was um, a Bim Bam reference. If you're I, listening to our podcast, you should be listening to theirs. Yeah. Yeah, theirs um, is way better. Which, yeah. <laughs> which, which brings me to the point that, like, I found a treasure trove of Mabim Bam gifts that are, like, fitting out great with, uh, with what we're doing here. Um, so follow us on Twitter there you at go. pending pod on Facebook, uh, at ending pending, send us an email. Our, our inbox is dry except for my inhumans updates. Um, <laughs> it still hasn't been canceled guys. If that show escapes the grim reapers clutches and we don't get to do it, I'll be astounded. I, I will be sad. I want, I want to, I want to, it's, it's an eight episode show. Like it's like, they did it for us. I'm regularly, I'm regularly astounded on this podcast. So sure. (laughs) Sure. Um, so yeah, send us an email pending pod at gmail.com and any, any iTunes reviews. Uh, no new iTunes reviews. You guys are really, I, I, I yelled at Andy at the beginning of this episode for being too aggressive to the audience, but you know what? I, I just took, I just took the chain off the dog. Go get him, Andy. I, I yell, I scream into the mic every time we have no iTunes reviews and Ronnie edits it out <laughs> and Ronnie doesn't, doesn't have you listen to my words of anger. I'm letting you loose, sir. But you know what? This week, I don't even know if I have it in me. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Oh. Oh no! I'm just disappointed in you, and it would really warm my heart and make me proud if you left us an iTunes review. Oh, oh, oh now Dad, I, yeah. my heart hurts. Yeah, hold on, I'm, I'll do one right now. I'll do one right now. Hang on. Good job, Ronnie. <laughs> That's not um, biased. No, <laughs> I'll put in there, Ronnie. I am on this show. I think it's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and um, it, it would it would just it would, it would mean a lot. Yeah. Hey, um, like maybe you know, maybe if you leave us reviews and you're real real nice, and you use kind sweet words, then maybe we'll do Firefly sometime. Ooh, I don't care how nice you are. Maybe if you hadn't left us three weeks dry, but we're never doing Firefly. 